so a little bit about the album Marooned by Larry Lee. There's some definite yacht personnel on it. It's got Bill Champlin and Richard Page on background vocals, David Hungate on bass, David Sanborn on sax, Lenny Castro on percussion. And there's also appearances by Nicky Hopkins, the Rolling Stones' second favorite session keyboardist after Ian Stewart, and Rick Danko, the bassist and one of the vocalists from the band. And I, I can't find out who produced this. Yeah, but I couldn't find I'm, it either. I'm sure Michael O'Mardian did because it sounds just like one of his songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if he did, I'm sure that we would know it. But uh, damn it, that doesn't sound exactly like Christopher Cross. Good find, Steve. Yeah, yeah nice job. I did it. And anything else on that song, guys? Pretty good. Pretty yeah, good. Didn't come up with a whole lot of other research. Not a lot of info about that particular album it's out okay. there. We it's made a- it through the song. No, we sure did. It was great. We deserve a cake. A few weeks ago, Dave misremembered the name of a Sebado album, Bake Sale, thinking it was... One of his trademark improvised facts. Yes. He was thinking it was called Cake Hunt. I vowed to find a genre called Cake Hunt, and damn if I didn't find one. Now, if you look at the album cover, uh, it's a little naked boy fishing around in a toilet, and Cake Hunt would have been a great title for that picture. It would have been a better title. So, J.D., you went on a Cake Hunt hunt. (laughs) I did. (laughs) And I found one. Uh, So this song here is a great example of what we're looking for in a cake hunt. It's a pretty good example. It's I Kissed a Girl by Jill Sobiru. Now imagine someone walked up to you at a party and said this. They said, I kissed a girl. Like, I don't know about you, but my reaction would be what? You want some cake? Depending on who it is. Listen, this genre cake hunt, we're looking for songs about unremarkable achievements. So like kissing a girl. This is a simple act of queer passion. It's pretty normal by today's standards. But I will say that in 1990-something, when this song came out, it was a little more revolutionary. Kind of an important step in normalizing LGTB life. I wonder what the P stands for. What did I say? What? I just accidentally said LGP. I wonder what that would have been. Pansexual. There you go. Yeah, good job, Dave. Parents. <laughs> so, this maybe this isn't the best example of a cake hunt because it was kind of it was kind of a big deal at the time. So she kind of did deserve some cake for this song, but that's not that's why it's not in the countdown. But I just want to give you a picture of, of the mundanity of this in a modern context. Yeah, like how I usually pick songs that don't quite fit to kind of give you get you in the neighborhood of the genre. Yeah, you're teaching me every yeah. day, Steve. I, uh, yeah, I deserve a cake. This is a cool guitar solo in this. I didn't know it had such a cool. Uh, yeah, I forgot that this song had a yeah, good guitar I always, solo. I always like this. I don't remember that at all. So what is a cake hunt not? It's a song about... It's not a song about wanting something or liking something unremarkable. Like, if, if someone specifically sings about some thing they want or like, then I'd assume that you want that thing more than cake. If someone walked up to me and said, I want to kiss a girl, I would say... I wouldn't say you want a cake. I would say, let me give you some tips, my friend. Mm-hmm. A song that brags about something only slightly interesting is not a cake hunt. Hunter suggested a guided by voices song, I Am a Scientist. But if someone were to walk up to me at a party and say, I'm a scientist, I would have a lot of questions. Right, it's an interesting thing yeah. about somebody. It's not a cake hunt, it's a conversation yeah. starter. Last, last week, I, uh, in front of everybody, JD. No problem. Last week, I hurriedly unloaded the dishwasher right before my wife got home from work because I was trying to fool her into thinking I did something with my day and not just watch Dirty Harry movies all, all day. Um, and I pointed it out, like, hey, I unloaded the dishwasher. And she's like, what, do you want a fucking cake? If mm-hmm. the dishwasher's full, you unload it. That's not something you get an award for. It's in the cultural vernacular, and so we're lassoing it and turning mm-hmm. it into a musical genre. Hey, Dave, these Dirty Harry movies that you were watching, mm-hmm. how do you spell Harry? Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll give you my answer off air. Okay. <laughs> so, some of these minor achievements in song are metaphors for something else, but to qualify as a cake hunt, the thing they're being poetic about must also be unimpressive. So Steve suggested the song, I've Been to Georgia on a Fast Train. Right, by Billy Joe Shaver. Yeah, but I listened to that song, and it's a compelling metaphor about a hard life. Like, I'm, I'm leaning in, I'm engaged. So if somebody uses a seemingly mundane metaphor to brag about something kind of cool, that's not a cake hunt to me. That's a cool song. It is a cool song. Do you guys have any other questions about what a cake hunt is or is not? No, I think it's pretty clear. 
Is there pie involved at all? That's a different genre, my okay. friend. What kind of pie, and how would you spell hair? <laughs> Don't use my joke. <laughs> okay, let's get into cake hunt. You know when you're watching him that he's going to put his foot in his mouth. But the thing you can never figure out is how he's going to get the other one in there with it. Ten. Don't do it, Dave. Okay. <laughs> I want to ask. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> I want to ask about the bumpers. This uh, this is Katy Perry, I Kissed a Girl. This I Kissed a Girl is from 2008. It's not the groundbreaking achievement of Jill Sobule's song, which was about awakening a secret within yourself and feeling empowered instead of ashamed. Katy Perry is playing a drunk straight girl in 2008 looking for attention, and hopefully also some cake. Yeah, there is nothing shocking about two girls kissing in 2008. Nope. This song is pure cake hunt. It serves no other purpose. It's from her album, One of the Boys. No one wants cake more than an attractive 25-year-old woman who considers herself to be a guy's girl. She's fenced herself off in her backyard and filled it with cake-holding sycophants. Any achievement gets her a cake. I poured some milk. I parked a car. I sharpened a pencil. She'll always have someone to hand her some cake. It's almost unfair, like shooting fish in a barrel. Oh, my God, you sharpened that pencil so good, Katie. Yeah, here's some cake. Most, most of these people have... Uh, entourages that do nothing but follow them around and tell them that sort of thing. Uh, or just giggle when they say, oh, it's hot outside. <laughs> Katie, you're so funny. <laughs> I, there's, a, there's a line in the chorus that I want, that I, I, I googled it. I looked it up. Like, why would they put that in there? Uh, she mentions cherry chapstick in the chorus. And uh, Urban Dictionary defines cherry chapstick as an engorged clitoris reddened from excessive flicking, licking, or rubbing. Here it comes. Oh. oh, right there. Oh, that's a little more interesting. But we'll talk about pussy licking later on in the show. Oh. Put a pin in there. Put a pin in the pussy licking. <laughs> um, oh, Cherry Chapstick is also a single by Yola Tango from the album, and then nothing turned itself inside out. Now, that song is pretty achy, perhaps due to excessive <laughs> flicking, licking, or rubbing. And I think Yola Tango might be a little more intentional with that than uh, Katy Perry or whomever I, wrote I don't, this I don't, I don't, I'm not sure that Yola Tango goes looking up terms like Cherry Chapstick on UrbanDictionary.com. Maybe they just know wrong. Yeah. We'll, uh, Maybe they live in the herbs and they hear the word. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll have them on the show and ask them. They are from Jersey. There you go. That's, that's an herb. Uh, so some biographical info on Katy Perry. She's a modern-day pop singer. There's not much to talk about other than that. She does write most of her own music, which is awesome. This song has some real firecrackers behind it, along with Katy. This was also written by pop master Max Martin, Kesha's worst enemy, Dr. Luke, and get this, our favorite 90s version of Katy Perry, Kathy Dennis. Oh, she's still active. Good for her. Well, she was in 2008. That was eight years ago. That's nine years ago now. She probably still is. Oh, yeah. Jeez. 2008 doesn't seem like very long ago. I'm sorry. Oh, in this country, we have Wait, oh anything else? Cake hunt? Anyone? Uh, Kissed a girl? Um, our friend Lane edited a movie that she did. What was it called? Uh, Part of Me. I was forced to watch it one night on Netflix. Uh, Lane told me that all the good, juicy stuff that could have made it a really good movie was edited out. And it's just uh, milk toast pablum for the masses, which uh, I think pretty much sums up Katy Perry. We haven't discussed race in this country. We haven't discussed poverty. In short, we haven't discussed any of the sicknesses that may yet send this country up in flames. And we better do it. We better get it out in the open and confront it before it's too late. These bumpers make you think about yeah. modern times. Amen. This is Beach Boys, I Went to Sleep. It sounds like this, the song that would play when Eeyore walks into the room. What's that oboe part from? It sounds like something, and I haven't been able to place it. It's a clarinet, bro. Clarinet, oboe. I know it's a woodwind. <laughs> Keep thinking about it. I'm sure you'll come up with the wrong thing. All right. <laughs> this is from the Beach Boys 1960. I think it's Sailing On by Bad Brains. <laughs> oh, that Yacht Rock song yeah. they did. Yeah. This is from the Beach Boys uh, 69 album, 2020. Brian Wilson spent most of his time during the recording in a mental hospital. And also the album contains a song co-written by Charles Manson. Yeah, he was friends with Dennis Wilson for a while. Yes, he was. So needless to say, this album is shitballs crazy. Yep. 
Uh, funny that it contains such a mundane cake hunt as this song. And this wasn't too long uh, after uh, Brian broke down trying to finish the Smile album, and there's just so much weird shit that came out in the aftermath of that. It also has a. <laughs> this album also has a song that's like a Rocket Queen song, where Dennis Wilson reportedly had sex during one of the recording sessions, and you can hear it in the fade out. So. Oh, I listened to it because I wanted it to make me horny. I listened to it, but it, all I heard was it just there's just sort of a cacophony of noises, and maybe yeah. there's some sex in there. It's hard to tell. So, would you give cake to that? Yes. Right. I think it depends on if the other person involved. Well, let's just assume to, uh, that, the release of the audio. Let's just assume that. So, like I said, this is a song about mundanity. The lyrics are about a bunch of regular things happening. So, the central achievement, I went to sleep. It's very mundane. But even without that, this song is the most boring song you've ever heard in your life. Even though Brian Wilson is one of the most fascinating people in music, if he cornered you at a party and told the story verbatim, you'd be thinking, what does this guy want from me? Cake? Thank you. <laughs> uh, some choice lyrics in this song. 10.30, I turned uh, my radio on. Some group was playing a musical song. Oh, that's what kind, of song? kind of song? Musical song. Oh, sounds love great. Those. And we then, should do a podcast about those sometime. <laughs> great genre. And I love that the, um, the third verse starts with Again in the Park, because the first verse also took place at the park. There are three verses. Two take place at a park. Every verse ends with falling asleep. There's only one reason for writing a song this mundane. Someone with no current good ideas who really, really wants cake. Or someone who's in a mental hospital. <laughs> and is really impressed that he can fall asleep now. Now that he's got the proper meds or whatever they did to him. I'm not just talking about one person, I'm talking about everybody. I'm talking about form, I'm talking about content, I'm talking about interrelationships, I'm talking about God, the devil, hell, heaven. Do you understand? Finally! George Strait, I got a car. Oh, he's got a car? This song is about the exact situation I imagined when determining cake hunt songs. This is literally about a guy who walks up to a girl at a bar and has nothing to say, but I got a car. Lucky for him, she's going through a manic episode, so he gets to go on a pretty cool adventure with her. Yeah, but it's, so, it's such an adventure. By the end of the song, he's knocked her up, and they end up having to take his car to the hospital in the rain. So, I mean, he, he goes on, it gets like, turns real fucking sappy after a while. I, I just think it would be even sappier if he... Made it about his old pickup truck instead of just his car. Because folks love their pickup trucks. Oh, wait, I had a bit. You had a bit? I'm, yeah, my bit is to sing, um... No, I don't know where my bit went. It wasn't that good anyway. Oh, describe it. Oh, the end of the song is, uh... Is, uh... Is, uh... Here, the end of the song is, uh... Mortician's got a car and it's called a horse now. He'll fuck our corpses and that's perverse now. It's a hearse now, not a horse now. Yeah. I blew the joke. You did. I didn't even set it up. You was, did because you talked about, oh, there was a different setup? No, there was, I didn't do the whole thing. I was, I was like, oh, it's the, the old pickup truck. Like, you'd probably go all the way. In. The song would probably go all the way to the end of their lives, and they'd all get buried in the same cemetery together, including the truck with them as part of their relationship. Ladies and gentlemen, this is what happens when I throw my paper down too soon. I have to scramble the bar with Oh, is that what happened? Yeah. I thought you were just missing it. But I like my thing about the hearse now that they fuck you in the back because that's perverse now. Oh, yeah. yeah. Horse kind of works. Yeah. So, imagine you're a car guy and you're sitting around with the other car guys at a party and you're like, oh, Corvette 343, automatic windows. And the other guy's like, oh, oh, BMW 222, what an engine. Oh, oh. Like expert stuff like that that you're all interested in. And then George Strait walks up to you and says, I got a car. He'd be hoping for cake. But getting blank stares. Thank you. Man, it, there was a party where people were talking about cars all the time. I would leave. 
Yeah, that's how I, I would leave that sports. conversation because I have nothing to contribute and I'm not interested. Um, George Strait has been around for a very long time and he has sold as many albums as Prince and Neil Diamond. Yeah, he was. Wow. He was one of the. Uh, he was one of the first country guys in the '80s to start getting away from that polished urban cowboy and pop country mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, back to the more traditional twangy stuff. So musically, he kind of paved the way for Garth Brooks and all the hat acts of the 90s, as they were called. Yeah. Uh, except he was much better than most of them. Yeah, he's been around forever. Like, And this, 81 was his first hit. This song's from 2013. He's sort of like a very milquetoast hit country guy. So if somebody came up to you at a party and said, I'm a George Strait fan, you'd say, you want some cake? He is uh, notorious for not talking about his political ties, but he was raised Baptist and it's a country singer, so it's not hard to guess. But uh, people looked into it and really tried to get him. Basically, the only research that was found was at one point in the early 2000s, he gave $240 to the Republican Party. Very much given yeah. given how much money he's yeah, probably considering made he's probably worth hundred million like dollars. Thirty some years in music. Yeah. Maybe his nephew was raising money for the Republican Party. Maybe. Uncle George, maybe you could donate two, three hundred dollars. Well, um, split the difference. Yeah, thanks. I'm straight. <laughs> All right. Anything else? It sounds hip. Yeah. Mm, I like this little toy instrument. Wait, listen, I want to hear. It. Listen. They're saying poop all the time. This is <laughs> this is our organics, kids. With I poop. Organics, <laughs> shady. Steve, you want to spell that for us? <laughs> Uh, according to this paper, which I assume is correct, it's spelled A-U-R-A, aura, and then Ganix is G-A-N-I-X for extra hipness. It means yeah. sound. Fucking hipster parents. Yeah. This singing, these guys cute. don't sound the hip, hip to me. <laughs> All right, listen. No, they sound like hipster parents who are no longer hip anymore, but they're super nerding out about having a baby. I don't know if these guys And they do cutesy hip. twee stuff about it. So listen, but it's more for them than for the baby. Um, and Jack Johnson. So this is a cursed song, and it's cursed me. So the only way to get it out of my head is if I make 7,000 people listen to it, and then the curse is lifted. I think your taste in music is being warped by the fact that you have two small children. Yeah, I yeah think, there's, I been, think, uh, there's yeah. been a trend of you forcing songs into the countdowns that I think are a direct result of you being around children. Well, I, I found this one by typing I poop into Spotify looking for a song. So it's done this mundane activity, and I found one, goddammit. So did you also research this episode by looking through song titles starting with I and I? Because that's how I looked through my iTunes library trying yeah. to find suggestions. I did the same thing. That's what I did. Yeah. And I, I think I found a couple of I went to uh, Wikipedia or Song Facts or whatever, like songs that start with I. There's a bunch. Yeah. Um, so this is by a chipper couple. Full of jam. Yeah. Yeah, I'll get to that later. So this is by a chipper couple who calls themselves Our Organics. Shockingly, not a cappella with a name like that. Even though there's some light beatboxing in this song. Uh, so this is <laughs> this is their ode to their actual baby. It's called I Poop, and not their baby. Wait, the, the baby's song. called I Poop. <laughs> uh, so this is part try and rap, and uh, and a complete exploration of every single aspect of a baby pooping. Um, oh, Jesus Christ. Why, why are they singing this? No baby understands. I told you, they're hipster parents. No, they're crazy stuff. More for themselves. Yeah, it's for themselves. Themselves yeah. and their their other hipster parent friends. This, this, I don't. This is what happened when you're panicked that you're not in the center of the universe anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. I. It's, I, it's I when you have to grow up and stop doing all the cute shit that you kept doing all these like, years. One more try. One more thing. I can get a record deal out of this. I swear. Um, I am not grossed out by baby poop. I've dealt with a lot of it in my life, but these guys managed to gross me out by calling it jam oh, and the act of pooping. Let it flow. Um, so this is a... God damn it. I got a lot to say about organics, because they're, they're going to be an important force in music. Please, please hurry up and say it. They're an actual married couple, Jennifer Paz and Anthony Fedorov. Their website describes their style as family-friendly music so intoxicating, it's like wine in a sippy cup. Uh, 
Apparently. Everybody no, let's start this over again. Yeah, please. <laughs> please, let's do that. Um, God damn it. <laughs> apparently, they had a baby around 2014, and it so blew their minds that they recorded an entire album of music inspired by it. Their music is sparking another genre for me. Uh, I don't have a name for it yet, but it's... Uh, the idea is like, my mind is way too blown by a baby. Just call it blown by a baby. <laughs> 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 Too soon? If you listen, I keep talking like I'm talking to you. Because the corporations got the networks and they get to say who gets to talk about the country and who's crazy today. Six. Hmm. This is Jim Croce. I got a name. What's what's his name? He doesn't say. Well, let's do a little let's do a little um play acting, okay? Here's a, I'm a guy walking up to at a party. I've got Hey guy. Hey, what are you guys talking about? Oh, huh. you know, like politics. Oh, that, huh? Well, guess what? I got a name. I've got a oh, yeah? Name. Like the pines that line the winding road <laughs> down the highway? <laughs> we'll get to that. On the flip side, if this guy came up to you and said, I got a mustache. Yeah. And how? Here's yeah. some cake. Yeah, that dude, Gene Shallot and Gabe Kaplan, man, three peas in a pod. Oh, yeah. my God. Too bad they never met. He would have got that cake all up in his mustache. Good I think thing they didn't mean. They'd get... They'd get <laughs> yeah, I think they would break the... get tangled. They would break the... Time-space continuum. Would have been the end of all three to tear each other's faces off trying to walk away. So this song is about simple things in life, but... Like names. Exactly. It doesn't make sense because the first lyric is, like you said, Dave, like the pine trees lining the winding road, I got a name. They don't have a name. Those are just pine trees. Your name is Jim Croce. Their names are pine trees lining the winding road. That's not a name. That's like saying your name is not Jim Croce, but rather the folk singers crossing over for a hit. You guys get that joke? No? Okay. That wasn't listening. Laughing on the internet. So in this, he's bragging about having a name, having a dream, and having a song, none of which are remarkable, especially in a song by Jim Croce, that's a name, who's living his dream as a famous singer. This guy wants cake so bad, just hunting for it. I love this song, though. That's a great song. Yeah, that Moving Me Down the Highway chorus, one of the most appealing and satisfying ever recorded. Oh, and hey, Steve, get off What's your that? phone. Listen to this. Jim Croce, yeah. dead at 30. Yeah, plane I know. crash. Yeah, I know. Steve, yeah. his wife started a restaurant in his name in San Diego. Guess oh, yeah. what? what? Closed. Oh, I hate that. Mm-hmm. I'm, JD, I'm impressed that you came up with a depressing epilogue to the tragic epilogue. <laughs> yep. Uh, he, he actually died a day before the single was released but when his plane clipped a pecan tree. They do not serve pecan pie at Croce's. <laughs> and when you ask for it, it's like a- asking what your beef dishes are at an Indian restaurant. <laughs> Real nasty looks. Got it. Oh. oh, sorry. 50 songs from 50 soundtracks sounding in a track and here we go. Here it is, folks. Proof that Sammy Hagar is way Welcome better to than Mexico! <laughs> Proof that Sammy Hagar is way better alone than anywhere near Van Halen. This is 1981's Heavy Metal from the movie of the same name. Another Dave fact. This is way better than any Van Halen song. You got that one wrong, buddy. I'm sorry. You're right, JD. JD, I agree with you. Wait, what started as a wait, French I magazine. write it down so I remember it yeah. and I blow it. Yeah, well, I think uh, I think you were going with your heart. <laughs> you know, I, I think this is our first Hagar since the Heavy Metal episode. Yeah. It's been a while. And the song's called Heavy Metal huh? with a T. Maybe he was telling us something. Thank you for clarifying. Yeah. Hey, uh, you a sidebar, Hunter? Mm-hmm. My wife goes to the gym, listens to your heavy metal playlist, gets her running on that treadmill like a motherfucker. Yeah. She enjoys it thoroughly. Great. It's a great playlist. One of my favorites, that and Camaro Summer. Uh, What started as a French magazine was rebranded for an American audience and was basically a series of graphic stories and erotica. 1981, Canada decided to make it into an animated movie for horny adolescents and stoners. I watched it when I was about 10 and thought it was really great. Were you an adolescent or a stoner then? Uh, I was 10, so neither. But Canada I was, decided to make this? Yeah, it's a Canadian-produced uh-huh. movie. Huh. Hey, 
Canada. But I liked it at 10 probably because of all the titties. I watched it again when I was 19. You were a horny adolescent then. It's a little early for adolescence. Uh, I watched the puberty. Oh, my God. I'm trying to personalize the story, Dave. It's got personal details in it. You don't need to. He's in the middle of giving personal details. I want to know more. I want to get in his head. (laughs) It's working. Yeah, yeah, you're getting in my head all right. (laughs) I watched the movie again when I was 19, thinking, of course this will hold up. I remember how good it was with all the titties. By by 19, I'd seen a few titties in real life, and the animated ones just didn't hold up. Yeah, that does happen. So that left the plot and the animation. There's like six different stories intertwined, and none of them are that great. While the animation may have been decent for 1981, by 1985, it looked about as good as British animation on Nickelodeon. Fucking Canadians, man. Danger Mouse. I have a strong memory of a cartoon dude dancing to the Seeger's Night Moves, but then I looked it up, and it's from a very similar movie called American Pop. Yeah. It's a very cool little scene. Well, all those things aside, that leaves us with a soundtrack. Don't be fooled by the title. It's not all heavy metal, but it's all pretty damn good. Even the Don Felder tracks aren't aren't that bad. You can hear him sneaking a touch of the Eagles in there. But as we know, the parts are much greater than the sum of the Eagles, so this is further proof the best thing the Eagles ever did together as a group was to split up. But um, <laughs> There's even a Don Fagan jam on here, not to mention Journey, Nazareth, Grand Funk, and Cheap Trick. Uh, I do believe we have a standing Yachter Yacht request for that Don Fagan so- Don- Don- Donald Fagan song, True Companion. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little initial opinion for me. A little too jazz fusion to be a Yacht Rock song. Huh. All right. Uh, but goddamn, man, that title track, it appeared on Sammy's sixth solo album, the horribly named Standing Hampton. Sounds like a sexual thing. Yeah, yeah. is that one of those, like, frat boy sex things? Yeah, I think so. Like Arabian eye goggles or donkey puns sex or Steve. Cleveland Steve. Um, it also included the only one, the song, Only One Way to Rock. The song's perfect fit for 1981. If anyone wants to party to the song, just let me know. I'll fire up the vinyl. Anything else? Uh, yeah, I got some great user reviews from IMDb about oh, the movie. Uh, every adult woman named in the film is topless at some point. Four animated scenes of sex with clear nudity, including exposed female vulvas. As opposed to the male vul- vulvas. Mm-hmm. And full frontal male nudity in at least one scene as well, with lots of topless men. Oh, so it's hmm. equal opportunity. Yeah. Ocean City Defender. Go to his band camp. I'm using his music that I got on his band camp now until he makes me a new plug hole bed. Yeah. Hey, I got something to plug. Yeah? Uh, the Roxy. World famous Roxy where the Ramones filmed the concert scenes from Rock and Roll High School. March 11th. You can go there and see us! Yeah, we're going to do something with Yacht Rock Review. Maybe we'll show some videos. Maybe we'll make fun of them live on stage. Yeah. No telling. Maybe we'll yacht and yacht their set list. Yeah. Who knows? That would be pretty uh, fun. That would be great. But us we'll be and... Villains. Uh, yeah. yeah. Us and Yacht Rock Review, uh, March 11th at the Roxy. Mm-hmm. Tickets are on sale at uh, the internet. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Our Patreon, if you're a... I think we can get you on the list if you're a quartermaster and you're yeah, in Los right, Angeles. Sure. So just let us know and we'll get you on the list. Can I get on the list? No, nope, you got to pay. Um, so check out yachtrock.com, buy merch, go to the captain's plug. Have I mentioned the piece by Jeff Morris called Fleetwood Mac is in Yacht Rock and that's okay? Uh, sounds familiar. Yeah, maybe. Well, whether I did or not, check it out. It's, it's there on the captain's blog. Chuck Tomlinson at Stump the DJ made today's bumpers. So there's the answer to your... your Thank you. Your, what you were thinking. Yeah, right? I flipped ahead. Um, and they seem to be kind of like the system is rigged against us kind of themed. They're all from famous movies and TV shows. Right. Um, and I'm sure he'd love me to plug Ron Gerber's Crap from the Past and Mason's Cruise Control, both shows on KFAI Minneapolis and KFAI.org. I plug them as much as I can. They're doing great work over there. They really are. Uh, anybody want to read these Patreon shout-outs? Our wonderful, lovely patrons have gone to Patreon.com and donated a little a little something-something to help Patreon Beyond... does some Patreonage. Yeah, and yeah. they help Beyond Yacht Rock uh, run like a horse. Yeah, we're, uh, we've given uh, we've given you some, uh, some nicknames, and you can't change them. These are your nicknames now. We've got Al Hyde Inseek Page. Good one. Ryan Vampire Batty. Ooh, I like it. I wrote all these. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was laughing when I read them. 
Uh, Stephen Gerald and Boyd, <laughs> a.k.a. DJ Empirical. You are yeah. laughing at your own jokes so much today, and it brings me such joy, J.D. I wrote these far enough back that they're new to me now. Uh, so you're not DJ Empirical anymore. You're DJ Gerald and Boyd. <laughs> Tony the 10-inch baloney Zaret. <laughs> Uh, Joe, Joe, Spaghetti and Meatballs Alonzo. That one's a little, it's an little, Italian little easy. <laughs> a spaghetti and Meatballs. Uh, jo- <laughs> Josh, Ferret Turd Larimer. Thank you, Josh. Thanks, Josh. It is, it, ferret Turd Larimer. There's, yeah. a, there's po- poetry yeah. to it. It's, yeah, uh, there it's, is. Uh, uh, poetic meter. Uh, Casey, Chase Me. Am Spatcher. Am Spocker. Am Spocker. Yeah, I like the way I said it better. But thanks, guys. Yeah, you, check uh, out our Patreon page. If you give a buck, you get special content. If you give more, there's other special prizes. <laughs> JD might call you Ferret Turd. He <laughs> <laughs> uh, might do that anyway. Is there anything else to plug? No, we're good. I think we're good. Back to the cake hunt. Listen, I mean, it's not going to help either one of us if, if, if the doomsday machine goes up, now, is it? Dim- Dimitri, there's no point in you getting hysterical at a moment like this. Five. Yeah. yeah. I can't tell you how many times in my life. What's wrong with Oh, this is Marvin Cease, a song called yeah, I Ate is. the Whole Thing. Uh, I can't tell you how many times in my life I've eaten the whole thing. I've cleaned thousands of plates in my life. I'm a hungry guy and I'm not a picky eater. So when this guy tells me I ate the whole thing, I say, What do you want, cake? It makes a lot of sense because one tends to get dessert after one eats their whole dinner. Yeah, that's a really good point. So this is one of the best... This is one of the best cake hunt titles we have. And, and I'm also a uh, card-carrying member of the Clean Plate Club. Uh-huh. Yeah. Pity, yeah. Picky yeah. eaters drive me crazy. That's mm-hmm. my biggest... Is that why you were making fun of me for picking a tomato piece off my sandwich last Part, week? Partly. Uh. Tomatoes taste good. Uh. Well, those tomatoes... He wouldn't have known there was tomatoes in that if he didn't see them. Also, no. meat tastes good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Picky eaters... Uh, it's a difference. Yeah. I choose not to eat that. I yeah. can eat that. You have, seems, you have, seems picky. You have picked not to eat meat. You have picked a vegetarian diet. So I'm saying, you're looking at yourself in the mirror and you're not liking what you're seeing when you see a picky eater. I'm just giving just some armchair psychology here. No, not at all. Okay. It drove me crazy as a kid. All right. Yeah, we've, we've had conversations about this multiple times. So it's very important that we talk about Marvin Cease. It Let's is get off very, the Hunter stair train and talk yeah. about Marvin Cease. I will eat more foods than Get off the, uh, the stair tracks, the train, stain, stain train, stain. Eh, I'll work on it. Okay. I'm Marvin talking. Cease. Marvin Cease, the candy licker himself. Okay. So because this is by Marvin Cease, it means that the song is actually about eating pussy. That's oh, right. Oh, yeah. That Marvin, is his personal brand. Yes. yes. He said one of, his, one of his first big hits was called Candy Licker, which was also about eating pussy. Sounds like it's about eating dick. He was very popular with ladies around the South. <laughs> Am I wrong? Um, uh, you, you got a point. So Marvin Cease seems to have at least one song about eating pussy on every album. He's got uh, Candy Liquor 2. And again. Do You Need a Liquor? That's, that's, that's two dicks. Mm-hmm. But what was the last one? Do You Need a Liquor? Oh, I thought you said Need a Liquor. You Need a Liquor. Poke this one. A Woman Would Rather Be Licked? Yep, that's true. That's pretty straightforward. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. it. <laughs> Somebody finally got that. to him, man. Yeah. 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 Hey, I don't know. Hey, maybe uh, write a song about a lady? <laughs> maybe that's what Beard Rock is. Like, uh, guys that are... You coming up, you coming up with ideas for that? Yeah, with like somebody Mar- else. Marvin C's songs? Like, yeah, like, he's like, I swear this isn't about a guy. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> Last but not least, uh, put a condom on your tongue. <laughs> Which is, and I am not shitting you, a jokey AIDS prevention song. Mm-hmm. Uh, tongue in cheek feels like the wrong term. Uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe when he says he ate the whole thing, he means he ate the butthole too. You know, it could be. You know. Mm-hmm. But that—that that was gonna go with what I said because he always has a sly grin on his face, and I would describe it as shit-eating grin. He really does. But I don't. I know he's not. That's not what's on the menu. No. Uh, no. He's funny. He looks like if you, if you you put a lineup of guys there and say. Which one of these guys loves eating pussy? You will pick Martin Cease every, every time. time. <laughs> his, he kind of turns his head. And yeah. yeah. So, uh-huh. 
But looking past uh, the unremarkable dinner metaphor, eating pussy is also cake hunt worthy, in my opinion. If somebody tells you, I just ate pussy, I'm not that impressed. Pussy eating is an easy thing to do. Maybe not to do exactly right, but to achieve the bare minimum level of activity you need to do to say you've eaten pussy? Not that hard. And Steve? What, what, what's that, J.D.? Martin Cease died of complications from pneumonia in Vicksburg, Mississippi on February 8, 2011, eight days before his 65th birthday. You gotta, you, you gotta weave these deaths into a tragic narrative. You don't. Sometimes I do. I try to. And he never ate Marvin, pussy not again. That, see, that's terrible. That's tragic. Thank you. You brought it home. Um, you, 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 you hit me in the gut with an emotional impact there. Um, see, anything else? It's a else? thing he was born to do, and he can't do it anymore. It's tugs up the heartstrings. No. I would have thought he died of uh, suffocation. Asphyxiation. Ass. <laughs> Ass asphyxiation. <laughs> Pussy fixation. Yeah. yeah. Fixation. Well, he ate the whole thing. And no, suffocation. It was, fun. it was funnier when... Um, Steve, you, you want to? I just want to advise fun? people out there. Look, if you, if you're, if you, if you can't eat the whole thing, if you're losing your appetite for cunnilingus, maybe just take some extra time to reconnect with your partner. You know, don't, don't lose the playfulness and the sensuality that cemented your relationship in the first place. Thank you, married Hollywood Steve from the future. <laughs> My wife thanks me as well. <laughs> We no longer live in a world of nations and ideologies, Mr. Beal. The world is a college of corporations, inexorably determined by the immutable bylaws of business. Ain't that the truth? Where were these in that one fun episode that you ruined with political complaints? Oh, I remember that. Heavy metal? Yeah. Well, that was one, that was an episode that would have just been the four of us sitting around like, yeah, this is awesome. Oh, yeah. And I had to bring Hunter, some conflict to it. Hunter made sweet bumpers for that, too. Yeah, he mm-hmm. did. Yeah. Uh, this is John Fogarty, Center Field. In 1985, John Fogarty, one of the greatest, most unique voices in rock and roll, returned from a 10-year recording hiatus. The world waited with bated breath to see what message this legend wanted to send us through his music. He stood up tall, and he stood up proud, and he said, Hey, I can play center field in baseball! <laughs> Listen, that's a very difficult position to play. That's true. Uh, if, 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 if center field's not cake-worthy, what position is... Shortstop, catcher. That's pretty difficult. Catcher, you got to know defense pretty well. You yeah, you got to be able to call the game. Out. Pitcher, that's difficult. That's going to ruin your body What if you what if you play center and bat leadoff? Well, here's the thing. And can steal well, bases. Well, I think I think if, you're, if there's a cake position in baseball, I'd say first base in the pros. That's where they put the shitty fielders. Or if you're in little league, you put the shitty fielders in right field. You I mean was a right fielder. You don't get cake for those positions, right? There's and there's no. Oh, I, 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 no, we were asking like, hey, I play this position. Give me some cake. Like you, that's a shitty position. Uh, you yeah. suck. That's what I thought we were and, doing. And here's the thing to keep in mind. He doesn't say. I play center field. I'm really good. If Ken Griffey Jr. walked up to me at a party and said, "Hey, I can play center field," I'd be like, "Oh, Ken Griffey Jr. I want to." This guy just feels like he can maybe play center field. Well, here's the thing: he never even says he can play center field. He says he can be center field. <laughs> and that, that's that's like. It sounds like a foreign spy trying to convince someone who knows about baseball. <laughs> like, sure, I know baseball. I can be center field. Yes, sir, I'll throw that speedball by you, make you look like a fool. <laughs> it's highly suspect. We'll get, a, uh, we'll get 100 touchdowns. Yeah. It'll be a slam dunk I was game. quoting glory days there, Bruce Springsteen. Oh. I'll throw that speedball by yeah, you. Yeah, no it's a fastball. Yeah, it's a, yeah. Exactly. Dave, even Dave knows even that. Even I know that. <laughs> You know sport. All right, well, fact of the matter is, last year, which was a very low year for baseball. Fuck you! It absolutely was. No, I mean, not not because... <laughs> no, it was Statistically terrible. low. Yeah. Wrong! It was the most exciting year of baseball oh, ever Jesus played. Christ. I know three out of four people hated <laughs> baseball last year. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah three here's out of four people in this room. Here's what... Here, a, low, a low number of people played baseball. 14 million people played baseball. That's low. So you divide that by nine, that's more than one and a half million center fielders playing at every level of baseball. There's only 250,000 podcasts, so we are more rare than a center fielder at any given baseball level. 
I mean, he does talk about touching them all in this, so he he does have a touch of power. It's very rare to find a center fielder with power. Yeah, that's that's why Dexter Fowler got paid so much money. I after think he you left guys are year. totally missing the point. The dude's just singing gibberish baseball tunes. <laughs> terms. He's like, hey, Casey at the bat. Uh, I don't think he even knows what center field is. I think it was chosen simply for its poetic meter. This guy doesn't know shit about baseball. Yeah, you don't call the leader of the baseball team coach. You don't say put me in coach. He's the manager. Yeah. You guys are my friends. Unless he, unless like his name guy. is Coach, I, I mean, like uh, the Craig T. Nelson character. Oh yeah, like Coach Craig. Yeah, no, yeah sorry, Craig would be his last name then. Um, my, how's it spelled? Is this a point where? Uh, uh, you were saying oh. it wasn't your favorite cake hunt, right? But I already explained this stuff. All right, you guys are funny. I like that I have funny friends. It's the most rousing speech I've ever read. <laughs> it's been worked on here and in Russia on and off for over eight years. Rallying a nation of television viewers into hysteria to sweep us up into the White House with powers that will make martial law seem like anarchy. I signed out of Twitter on my phone because all the Trump news was making me anxious. And so thanks a fucking lot, Chuck Tomlinson. I'm anxious again. <laughs> yeah. You gotta stay woke, bruh. This is Peter Gabriel. I go swimming. I thought it was Shakedown. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I hear it. Yeah. I shake down. I would. I, I would want to hear more about your shakedown. Swim down. down. But saying I go swimming. This is a song from his live album in 1983, and for some reason, it's also on Rick Springfield's soundtrack for his movie Hard to Hold. And that's how I found it. I was scouring Rick Springfield's catalog, thinking there might be, like, he might be lightweight enough to have some cake hunts in there. And lo and behold, I stumble upon this gem. Was anybody besides Rick Springfield targeted as being lame enough to, to have cake yeah. hunts? What was your short list? I forgot. I mean, it's always like Phil. It's the people I like: okay. Phil Collins, Steve Winwood, Don Johnson, Journey, Heartbeat. That's kind of a cake hunt. Um. He's looking for it. Yeah, you're right. I'm happy I found these 10, though. I like all these songs a lot. So, yeah, he's fucking taking a pulse. <laughs> um, but this song, this is what I'm looking for. This is wall-to-wall mundanity. Even when you think it can't be more mundane with I Go Swimming, he adds more detail. I go swimming. Hey, you want some cake? Swimming in the water. So no frosting, then, on your cake. You're boring. He, goes, he goes, really goes on and on about the water in this song yeah. a lot. He's really into water. I would give this guy cake, to be honest, because it sounds like he has a pool. Uh, so my, he might invite me over to, to his pool if I gave him cake. So hey, It's fun to use people for their pools. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I drove by a friend's house today who I know is out of town thinking I could go for a dip. Yeah. <laughs> could you bring some cake over there? Well, I, you know, I like pooping in pools, so uh, depends on your definition of cake. Not poop. I like how he rhymes swimming in a pool with swimming is cool. <laughs> That's some advanced songwriting right there. He's one of the greats. Uh, it, it sounds like he's trying to, it sort of sounds like he's trying to copy Talking Heads once in a lifetime here. Like, like where David Burns sings about how mundane adult life is. Like, oh my God, what's going on? And, and the chorus is about water flowing underground. It's kind of the same juxtaposition, but I don't know, not as good. What, what if he has an above-ground pool? Oh, maybe. Oh, <laughs> Would you use somebody for their above-ground pool? Uh, I might. Depends on uh, the temperature. Yeah, how hot it is out. Yeah. Um, I fun like fact. Oh, was, uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Fun go, fact. No, go ahead. Fun fact. Uh, this song features legendary prog rock bassist Tony Levin, master of the Chapman stick. Is that a swollen clitoris, too? Uh, yeah. I think if you draw a cherry on it, it'd be a cherry Chapman stick. So, yeah, probably. You play it with, like, both hands, finger tapping. That's, uh, that's how you play a Chapman stick. Take part three. Mm. You cowardly bastard! You're not the voice of the people! I am the voice of the people! The people speak through me, not you! I know that one. That's one I know. John Mellencamp. Face in the crowd? I think that was... Uh, that was... Um, I, have, I know. I know. I have it's the, the Christopher Walken movie where he touches people. The Dead Zone. Dead Zone. Amen. That was... That was there was uh, Martin Sheen. Martin Sheen talking Martin to Sheen when he was, and he had to, yeah, holding up the baby to yeah. block the bullet. Yep. The Man Coog, Small Town. 
We get it. You're from a small town. He's so proud of this boring fact about him that he only rhymes small town with small town. And the only song. other alternative is ball town. <laughs> uh, well, Ball State University is close to where he's from. I oh, yeah. It's oh, in yeah. Indiana. It is in Indiana. I was so, raised in a small town, not very far from ball town. Yeah. Man, Coog. Or it's Dude, close, it's close to in. French Lick, where Larry Bird's from. And no one can handle balls like Larry Bird, except a girl I knew in high school, if you know what I mean. So maybe, uh, maybe Ball Town's French Lick. I would like to bring up a point about the TV show Stranger Things that I didn't like. Okay. There was not one instance of John Mellencamp in that whole thing, or Larry Bird. Yeah, or Don Mattingly from Evansville. I don't know about that one. But there oh, so should, this should have at least been in that show once, and they had a bunch of Joy Division and stuff. Oh, because it was a small Indiana town. It was in Indiana during like the heyday. It was filmed in Atlanta. <laughs> That's what happens when you only let art boys make films and TV shows. Yeah. You gotta let some sports fans. Yeah, do sometimes you gotta let the uh, transport department pick a song. <laughs> Fucking Palm, Palmdale bound monster trucks. I'll still give Stranger Things cake though. So, um, can you imagine somebody just walking up to you at a party and just going, I'm from a small town? Like, no funny anecdotes, just like a list, just telling you a list of things that he did in yeah. your small town that you've also done in your big town. Right. But he's just somehow super proud he's from the small town. If I would, I just might shove the cake right in his face. Here's the cake you so desperately want, man, Coog. If I went to a party in a small town, I might be able to regale them with stories of the big city. Like, hey, I farted on Tom Cruise once. Doesn't work the other way. Man, I don't know. Town. I don't know. I, man, I might disagree with that. And yeah. if, if somebody came up to you in Michigan and said, I, I'm from a small town, you'd, you'd get, get out of here. But in L.A.? I mean, it's a little... Like, oh, thank like, God oh, you got out. Yeah, tell, tell me about it. What was it like? Hmm. Well, uh, but I, tried, then, but then, I tried to feed peppermint schnapps to a straight cat <laughs> oh, in the small God. town. Was the sheriff corrupt? <laughs> you see, would he allow me to walk through? Now listen. Well, not you. You look like a goddamn drifter. You're having a really interesting conversation with a really interesting person, okay? Now, I'll be... Let's do man coog, okay? I mean, if let's cougar... Do, let's do, okay. Let's do this in man coog, okay? Hey. Hey, hey, you. I'm from a small town. Oh, oh, oh what was it like? I live and died in a small town. Oh, and but you're still living? Well, I, Are you a liar too? Do they have liars? I in kissed town? a girl in a small town. Did you learn about Jesus in that same small town? I went to school in a small town. Now that's that's that sucks. Was it an art school? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. I got a story about growing up in a small town. Uh, we we got real drunk one night and raided the Dunkin' Donuts dumpster in a small town. <laughs> we uh, started eating a few of them before we realized there could be other things in the big garbage sack in uh, a small town. Weren't you already in, in, in Honors College when you did that? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> But we, nobody, uh, nobody in the honors college drank, so I had to go home to drink with uh, my friends from home. <laughs> we did the same thing, but I was still in high school and we were straight edge. But we stole, we stole donuts and went over to the back door of the police station, made a trail into the park, and did one of those like boxes with the stick traps, <laughs> <laughs> and rang the back night buzzer on the police station. Uh, that is, that is a way better story than I thought it was going to be. Where's that verse, man? Coog. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we do. You got to make your own fun in a small town. Yeah. He, he doesn't even say he made my old fun in a small town. He doesn't even yeah. say that. That's the whole point of living in a small town. Like, you get to break all the rules nobody thought to make yet because they couldn't conceive of anybody doing any of your crazy shit. Here, uh, here's some things I'd rather hear from uh, the man Coog, other than the fact he's from a small town. That he was born with spina bifida and that Cougar is not his real middle name. He was born with spina bifida? Yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah. Yeah. I must People usually die a lot younger from he that, had, don't well, they? No, not when they're from a small town. <laughs> yeah, you got the best doctors in my small town. <laughs> Blessed by Jesus, too. Lucky for me, there was small a great town. spine surgeon in my small town. He had surgery to, to repair it. I don't know if spine... I, I shouldn't be talking on my ass, but maybe there's different Here, let, let me take over. That's my department. Okay. <laughs> See, spina bifida affects your spine, but apparently it can be fixed at a young age. Sometimes. Sometimes. In, in the case of the Mancoog. Mancoog, I think, got off very well with his uh, spina bifida. Good head of hair on that guy. Oh, what a guy. I met him once. Yeah? Yeah. Where were you? I was uh, at a Neil Young tribute. I was writing for Jack Black. Oh. oh. That's not and a small town story. No, it's not. But uh, did he smell like leather? He came up to me because 
and he knew that I was Jack Black's quote comedy writer for the night. And he says, for the night. Do you know? You know? You know? You know? Dale Johnson? No. Oh, he's Billy Crystal's comedy writer. <laughs> that was my man Coog story. Oh. That's it. He's not as attractive in real life. He's short, isn't he? Isn't he yeah. like four foot six? Yeah. Yeah. He, he ate a lot of... He got his nutrition from the small town. All right. Small town. You squeezed them, you hammered them to the point of desperation. And in their desperation, they turned to a man they didn't fully understand. Some men just want to watch the world burn. Bat? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's true. Dark Knight. Oh, look at this. He's short because they had to remove, like, three different pieces of his spine. They, they removed the bifida the surgery, yeah. The, they you know took out the bifida and just left the spinal. That's how you cure spina bifida. Yeah, get rid of the bifida. Wait, I want to party with this song for the beginning of the song. Saying cake over and over again, guys. It's our number one song, Cake ah, by Florida. Yeah, Organics could learn a little <laughs> Pronounce that name again. Florida. Nailed it. So, well, oh, with his friend, 99%. You managed, you managed to sound whiter than Steve talking about rap right there. <laughs> so, cake here is a metaphor for a lady to have sex with. See, yeah. This song is about Florida. Uh, having some club <laughs> Wait, it's about Flo Rida um, He's come to the club Not to party, not to stay Not to leave with some But he came to leave with somebody He only came for the cake So To share someone To share that with <laughs> So if somebody walked up to you at a party And said, hey, I only came for the cake I would oh, send this is not what I'm trying to try. I would send him Steve's way. Yeah. Because Steve, what does yeah, yeah. cake no, mean? Cake, cake usually means like thick butt cheeks. Thick butts. Voluptuous oh, yeah. uh, back door. Yeah. yeah. It could also mean a, a, a kilo of cocaine. Yeah. But in this case, it's a, it's a big butt. But to push past. Also, metaphor. It can mean poop. Stop bringing up poop, Dave. We're not into that, Dave. Pushing past a metaphor. Um, if somebody, if you were at a club partying and somebody walked up to you and said, I didn't come here to party. I just came to to have to find a lady to have sex with. You'd say, do you want some cake? Because every guy there is there to leave with somebody. Who goes to the club? Who one straight man goes to the club just to party and have a nice time? Well, here's here's my theory. George Strait. <laughs> maybe they thought the band Cake was playing. Oh, maybe. You know the drone rock band? Yeah. Cake coming down yeah. the mountain. That's what I like to uh, call a... Uh, a, uh, a, a I can't remember what I call it. It's a it's a unique instrument band. No. Novelty. Novelty yeah. instrument. Like band. Jackal with a chainsaw? Yeah. Um, if Cake was playing at a club, I'd go see that. Yeah, but no, it's a but music club. About butts. This, is, this is a dance club with drinking and grinding. Butts. It's got butts in it. You mm. go to the club for the butts. Mm. Yeah. Flow Rider is from Florida. No shit. Mm-hmm. He's he's also skilled at writing the flow, so he's picked the perfect rap name. <laughs> Congratulations, uh, Florida. He was born Shamar LaSalle Dillard. <laughs> and I love when very poetic black first and middle names. Are, are, oh wait, oh not yet. Okay. I love when very poetic uh, black first and middle names are followed by just a fun of an Anglo last name <laughs> like Dillard. Dillard. Might as well be Dullard. <laughs> yeah. a bluegrass band called the Dillards. I think that's also a like a shitty like. Conve- no, uh, like a store, like a Hudson, it's a, clothes, clo- it's a, clothing a clothing store, store yeah. uh, out of Arkansas or something. Um, fun fact about Florida: he has seven sisters. Wow! Yet he still refers to women as cake. Those sisters must have been terrible to him. No butts. Women's butts. Still. Uh, again, saying I have seven sisters. Great conversation starter. Use that one sometimes. Yeah, then they're like, man, he must know how to treat women. Have I found my candy liquor? Maybe I have. Yeah. Okay, that was Cake Hunt. <laughs> <laughs> we did it. Sorry, JD. Oh, everyone. I only stop when I don't really have anything good to say. I was I was sick for the first half of this. That's fine. Yeah. We got you warmed up. Yeah. Had to cough a whole bunch. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
right, so uh, cake hunt. That was a lot. Had a lot of fun on the cake. Hunt. We sure did. It was tasty. Tasty um, cake. What didn't make the list? You know. Um, I think I remember you, either by the Ramones or Skid Row. Sure, maybe a song about a lost love or possibly the best power ballad ever written. But how hard is it to remember someone you once cared for? Not trying to take away from great songs, but come on, if you'd forgotten, you'd be a real fucking prick. Also, I was here by Beyonce. Get the fuck over yourself. Careful, Dave. What? Is she here? Yeah. And she brought Jay-Z, and he's me. Sorry. Uh, he's going to get you now. Sorry. We- Weezy? Is that what they call her? No. Well, that, that, was a, that was the Jeffersons. Bozo? Beezy? What's, what's her nickname? You're thinking of know. Yeezy, which is Kanye's nickname. Oh. I just don't understand the hip-hoppers at all. <laughs> Riders from Florida. Do you get it? <laughs> yeah. Hey, you're not so you're not so lost. Uh, Steve, uh, I would have nominated George Jones and Gene Pitney. I've got five dollars, and it's Saturday night uh, because inflation has rendered this song a definite cake hunt. Also, I have a question: Would Neil Diamond's "I Am I Said" be a cake hunt? No, I don't think so. That's a pretty powerful story. Yeah. "I Am I Said" to no one there, and no one heard yeah. not at all. That would be an cake eight. if that was. Yeah, I think that's a punch hunt. <laughs> <laughs> like Steve's trying to get punched by Neil Diamond fans? No, like if somebody were that pretentious that they come up to you at a party and they're like, I am, I said. Oh, wait, are you, you know saying Neil there? Diamond's pretentious? I would punch him in the face. I love to eat cheese. We'll get to this song in a minute. Hunter, wh- what didn't make the list? I don't know, but I have a. Qu- I also have a question. Mm-hmm. Is uh, is Positive K's I Got a Man the ultimate uh, cake hunt clapback? What does that mean, clap back? That means it goes back at him. No? I got a cake. You want a cake? No, somebody, somebody's like coming at you and you like clap back at him. Yeah. You don't take that shit. You, ever, you don't know what the song I'm talking about. Dude. It's a rap I, song. I got a man. What's your man got to do yeah. with me? I don't know the song. I'm not trying to hear that. See? Term. Yeah, that one. What? Uh, please do a play act. Give me the situation where this. Okay, okay so I'll be, positive. I'll be the guy that doesn't know what's going on. Uh, no, you stay out of it. These two don't even know what's happening. Okay. Hey. Yeah. Hey, hold on. I gotta get. Hey, shorty. Nice cake. Cakes. I got a man. What's your man got to do with me? I got a man. What do you want? Some cake? I don't want to hear about your man. <laughs> You see, I feel like no. That's a whole song. Right. But where they just do that. Yeah. But I feel like it, there's... She's, she's telling them to buzz yeah. off because she's already yeah. got a man. There's inherent conflict there that's interesting. I'm compelled. I don't think that's so much of a cake hunt. I got a man. That's that's a... that's fight, Them's fighting words. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now let's hear this song you want to listen to. I will after the credits. Hey, find this week's cake hunt playlist by following... Oh, what's next week? Hunter, do we know? Yeah, it's going to be trying Raps Comedy. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> you thought we laughed a lot this time. Wait till the next we time. We love to laugh. You thought I didn't understand rap this time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, find this week's Cake Hunt playlist by following GD Risner on Spotify. Follow Jeremy Cargill on Twitter. He's he's doing the Apple Music playlists, but yeah. Apple Music is fucked up. He, I can't just point you to his Apple Music page to find them. So you just have to follow him on Twitter and see where he's tweeted them. Uh, go to YachtRock.com to buy t-shirts, read the captain's blog, and see show notes by Tim Malcolm. Follow him on Twitter at Timothy Malcolm for fun facts. Oh, also, I don't know Jeremy Cargill's Twitter thing. I didn't write it down. Oh. <laughs> Wait, I'll, 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 I'll look it up on my phone while you continue right. to talk. Uh, send questions via Twitter at Yacht Rock. Follow JD at JD Riznar. Follow Hollywood. Follow Hollywood Steve at Hollywood Steve H. Yeah. Follow David at David underscore B underscore Lions. Follow sure. Hunter at Hunter Stare. All right. Like Yacht Rock on Facebook. There you go. Follow Beyond Yacht Rock on Instagram. Thanks. Uh, chip in a Patreon. If you want to. Yacht Rock. Yeah. Rate review us on iTunes. Your reviews help us give. It gives us heat. So yeah. please take the time today to make a review. Thanks to Chuck Thomason for sending in the bumpers. That's Additional okay. bumpers by Rob Crow and Mark Rivers. You too. Recorded by <gasps> Bruce. Thanks to Dustin, Jason, Noah, Kristen, the entire Feral Audio family. Check out other Feral Audio podcasts at feralaudio.com. Follow Jeremy Cargill on Twitter at Jeremy Nobody ESQ, which I assume means Esquire. So this song, this is interesting. I really love to eat cheesecake. It's really dumb. In a dumb. small town? 
Yeah. No, these guys, they have a whole theme album. This, let me tell you about these guys. This is the Hungry Food Band. I like cheesecake for dessert. Okay. See, this is the kind of stuff I've been talking about, JD, where they make a whole themed album. Now, let me tell you about this guy. This guy has released 17,000 songs on iTunes and Spotify. Okay. He writes these songs that are super simple and make no sense. And if you smoke a bunch of weed, I bet, and you listen to them, they're a lot of fun. He's, he makes $23,000 a year just from, like, uh, this multitude of songs he's released on these platforms. And they're all mundane. $23,000 a year? Yeah. I've run into that's, some of these he albums. He could buy a car every year. That's that's still poverty level, I'm pretty he's, sure. He has another job. He's you from could, a small town. Ah. You could shit out 100 of these in a night and start bring, getting five cents a stream. So this is what... I've run into some songs on Spotify mm -hmm. that are crazy. Mm -hmm. Made by crazy people. And then I look, and I don't, he doesn't sound that crazy, but maybe I'm wrong. But then I look at their list and they have like 63 albums. Yeah. It's this guy. He's got a lot of 17,000 albums and 17,000 songs, 63 albums in a small town. <laughs> this, this is his song, I Like Cheesecake for Dessert, from his band, The Hungry Food Band. Well, I gotta, I gotta show you the one about, uh, that I found that was like this about poop. <laughs> oh, now, now who's talking about Oh, God damn it, Dave. Fucking hypocrite. In my head. He's got a toilet album, too. He's got a toilet oh, band. Oh, okay. Man. Hey, K-Con. Feral Audio.